Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, back again with another episode for you guys. I hope you're all having an amazing week so far. The moon is currently in Scorpio, so don't be surprised if you feel extra sensitive lately or very passionate about things. I basically spent my entire morning getting involved in something that I maybe shouldn't have said anything about, but um, yeah, my emotions are running high right now. So, um, and I believe the moon's in Scorpio for like the next day or two before it goes into the nice peaceful sign of Libra, but don't be surprised if you find yourself getting caught up in like Facebook drama or speaking up about, um, you know, just things that you feel strongly about because Scorpio is a very intense and passionate and um, emotion. Sorry, and an emotional sign. I don't know why I couldn't say that. So if you find that you are feeling very emotional and passionate about something and you feel the need to speak up about it or maybe you're feeling triggered by something, um, you know, again, don't be surprised because that is just typical Scorpio energy. And I know that for me, whenever the moon's in Scorpio, I tend to get very like revved up and passionate and emotional and all that. Um, so yeah, so that energy is going to be going on for a few days until the moon finally moves into Libra, which is the more like balanced sort of version of Scorpio, not version, but Libra is much more balanced and just and a little bit more logical and less tied into their emotions. So hopefully once one goes into Libra, we'll get some relief from this like heavy Scorpio energy. But I just wanted to let you guys know, don't be surprised if you're feeling very emotional and caught up in things today because I know I'm definitely feeling it and maybe some of you guys are too. Anyway, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Um, You guys voted a few weeks ago on Instagram, which if you're not following me, you can follow me at Whitney the Space Witch. Um, I did a poll where I asked what uh, what subjects you guys wanted me to talk about on the show. And one of the ones that you guys voted on was talking about the zodiac signs and the love languages. So I figured that this week I would talk a little bit about that. So let's just dive in. And first, I just want to cover what exactly are the love languages. So love languages, there's like a bunch of books written on it. Um, I believe the original founder of love languages was Gary Chapman. And basically, what love languages are is it's just different ways that we each feel affection. Um, A lot of us tend to I think like just being human, I think a lot of us tend to show our affection to other people based on based on what we what we think we would like. So I think naturally like we tend to project that onto other people. And sometimes the people in our lives, they don't always have the same love language as us. Um, so for example, one of the love languages is acts of service. Um, and another one is words of affirmation. So maybe you're someone who really appreciates it when your partner takes out the trash for you or wipes snow off your car or runs an errand without being asked to and that makes you feel loved and cared for. While your partner, on the other hand, maybe their love language is words of affirmation. So maybe if you take out the trash for them or clean off their car, like they don't 
feel is loved when you do that for them, but maybe they absolutely love it when you tell them, hey, you look amazing today, or hey, I really appreciate everything you do and I love you so much, or even just maybe like leaving like little notes around the house for them, like leaving a note in their car um, when they go to work in the morning just to say that you love them and appreciate them. And that's how your partner feels loved. And basically, everyone is different. Everyone has their own love language. I do think that there is room for crossover. I think sometimes, um, you know, we might have more than one love language. I think, actually, so I'm going to be going over some of, like, what I think the zodiac signs uh, would like as in terms of love language. And I'm going to go over a little bit of astrology in regards to that. But just so you guys know, you can actually take a quiz on the Love Language website where um, I think it'll tell you like what your most like common love languages are if you're not sure. Um, But I do think that there's crossover and I do think that maybe we appreciate different things at different times in our life because I know for me, I've taken this quiz so many times and when I first heard of love languages, I initially thought that like quality time was really my love language. And as I've gotten older, I've sort of discovered that maybe words of affirmation or acts of service are more my love language. I think for me, though, like all of these, I really appreciate and that's just me. And I think that's okay if you look at these and wow, all of these sound really good Um, because all of these things at base are really nice. However, I do think there are probably some more dominant ones that we tend to lean towards. And I do think that it can change over time. So there are, let's see here, one, two, three, there's five love languages. So I'm just quickly going to go over what these five, excuse me, what these five love languages are. And then after I do that, I'll kind of go over some of the astrology stuff behind it and how that all sort of comes into play. So the first one we have here is words of affirmation. So as I mentioned, words of affirmation, that's just literally telling your partner, hey, I love you. You look amazing today. I appreciate you. And this could also look like, as I mentioned, like leaving notes around the house or maybe sending them a text message in the middle of the day just to let them know that you were thinking of them or that you just really love and appreciate them. Um, These people are very focused on words and just being told and reminded that they feel loved. And I, I love that because I think sometimes we do need those verbal, physical, not physical, but I mean, is it considered physical? I don't know. But anyways, I think sometimes we do need those verbal reminders from our partner that, you know, they love us, they appreciate us, they still think we're attractive or that we look good or whatever. So um, that's the first one. The second one is acts of service, which is another one I just talked about. And basically, this is just you know, having a partner who kind of just goes out of their way to do things for you um, that makes you feel loved and cared for. And this can look like um, anything from like, you know, like I said, taking the trash out or doing dishes to um, I know for me, um, one thing that my partner did for me a while back was um, I always really like to have uh, like a cup or a bottle of water with me when I go to bed because, you know, like I, I don't like waking up in the middle of the night and being thirsty and having to get up and go get a glass of water. So I always keep water by my bed. And so there was one day that I was like laying in bed watching TV, waiting for him to come upstairs. And he came up and was like, oh, I brought you a bottle of water. And, you know, because he knew that like I like to have my bottle of water. So I considered that to be act- an act of service. And I really appreciated it because I just felt very 
thought of. Like, it was a very thoughtful thing to do. And that showed me that, like, he pays attention, that he cares for me and, you know, just wants to help me out. So that um, is kind of what acts of service is. It's just literally, like, going out of your way to, like, do something for your partner. The next love language I'm, I'm going to talk about is receiving gifts. That is another love language. Some people feel really loved when their partner gives them something, um, whether that's, you know, I don't know. I feel like this, there's probably more to this one than just like, you know, oh, I bought you something. Um, I think this could probably even go under like, you know, maybe you make them something like a card or some other thing. These are just people that are very physical and just very... Um, very much appreciate it when they're actually given something. Um, the next one we have here is quality time. Um, and I think a lot of people probably relate to this one because I just, I think most people tend to like to spend time with their partner. And that's really what this one is all about is spending time with your partner, actually going out and doing things with them or even staying at home and doing things. I think people who have quality time as a love language, it's really important to make sure that you're being present with them. If you're someone who hangs out, quote unquote, hangs out with your partner and you just sit there on your phone, people whose love language is quality time, I don't think they're going to feel very loved um, when they feel like you're not mentally present. I think being mentally there when you're spending time with them is equally important to this person as just actually being in the room. And once again, like I know for my partner, um, quality time is a huge part of his love language. Like I I hate watching video games. I don't understand the appeal to watch video games. But when he's sitting down on the couch playing video games, he really likes it when I actually, you know, sit there and watch him play the game with him. Because um, to him, that's his love language. Like that's quality time. It's not just like me sitting there on my phone and ignoring everything around me. Um, so I think that's a really important aspect when it comes to quality time. So like like I mentioned, this could look like going out on dates. This could be taking trips together. This could be going out and doing something. This could even just be going for a walk. It could look like just staying home and doing something fun. Like something me and my partner did a few years ago was we went and bought a bunch of stuff to, to paint. Because um, I, I used to not really paint that much, but we went and bought like paint and like canvas and I made dinner and we had like a, a paint date night together and it was really fun. So we had a little at-home date where we just painted and I drank wine and it was just, it was a fun little thing to do. So planning fun activities like that for someone whose love language is quality time, I think can be really, really helpful. And I think it can make that person feel very loved and thought of. And now the last one here is physical touch. So this is people who feel loved when their partner physically is touching them, whether that's giving them a hug or holding their hand or um, even if you guys just sit on the couch together, they probably really like that you're like touching them in some way, whether again, it's just holding their hand or, um, you know, sitting, sitting really close to them, like cuddling. Um, massages go a long way with people who feel this way or um, again, I know for my boyfriend, he loves it when I just like run my fingers through his hair He's um he's a Taurus moon, so he's very big on on the physical touch aspect. Like it doesn't always have to be something sexual, even though I think sex can probably pay, play a big role in um that type of love language. But um these people just really really feel comforted when um they're just getting touched by their partner in some way, whatever that looks like. 
So those are the five love languages. The second part I wanted to go over is if you, I mean, obviously you can take the quiz and just, um, just sort of get an idea of what your love language is, of course, and that's probably going to be a little bit more valid, not valid, but it's probably going to make a little more sense than me just doing this. Basically, I wanted to talk about the astrology part just sort of for fun because I, you know, it's a fun thing to do and I'm following my human design and listening to my sacral. So this is kind of what I'm going over today. So when it comes to love, I really think it's important to look at not just Venus. Um, Venus is commonly like the planet we look at when it comes to love and relationships. Venus shows what we're attracted to, what we find aesthetically pleasing, things that we think are beautiful. It also shows like how we kind of flirt or like try to charm people over in our natal chart. And that's usually the first planet people look to when they think of love. But I also think when it comes to relationships that it's equally important to look at the moon sign as well because the moon sign has a lot to do with like our mother, our attachment style, our... um our security, our need for security. That's a big theme with the moon is security and feeling safe. And I think that safety is something that is very important when it comes to relationships and also the emotional aspect of the moon as well. Like, you know, relationships can be very emotional. And so seeing how your moon signs sort of go together in a relationship um, is just another very big important aspect. So when it comes to love languages and the zodiac sign, I zodiac signs, excuse me. I really think it's important to just take a look at both your Venus and your moon sign and to also look at what houses they're in as well because that might sort of give you some more clues about your love language and your love style. And what, the, what, uh, and what excuse, I can't talk. I'm so sorry, you guys. And what's, what that's all about. I don't know why I'm struggling to say that. Um, so yeah, so I quickly just made a little list here of all the signs and what I think their different love languages are. So I am just going to quickly go over them with you guys and hopefully this will be helpful to you listening. Um, or at the very least, you'll just think it's fun and it'll be fun to read this, look at your chart, take the quiz and just see how it all sort of goes together. And if you guys do take this quiz or you do look at your chart, let me know either like on Instagram or email me at spacewitchpodcast um, at gmail.com or at Whitney the Space Witch on Instagram. And definitely let me know if you think your zodiac place, your sorry, your natal chart placements sort of correlate with your love language quiz because I'd be really interested to hear about that if there's like a correlation. So the first sign I have here is Aries. And this also applies if you have like probably your moon or Venus in the first house. And I was actually a little bit stumped on Aries. But um, what I have here is that I feel like Aries love language would probably be acts of service because they're a very energetic sign. They're very sort of physical in their own way. So I figured acts of service might be very fitting for Aries. And then quality time, I think would be another really good one as well because Aries, they don't like to be bored. They're always on the move. They're always going. And I think if they have a partner that they can really spend time with and go on adventures with and do things with, um, that would probably be something that would feel really good to them. The next one I have here is Taurus. This, And again, this applies if you have your moon, Venus in Taurus, or if you have your moon or Venus in the second house. And 
For Taurus, I figured their love language would probably be physical touch, which, again, speaking to my partner who has uh, Taurus moon, physical touch is definitely a big one for him as well as gifts, um, which is the second thing I have down here. So uh, physical touch, gifts, and um, I'm sure like they could also probably have like some other ones as well. But um, because Taurus is like the most sensual sign and it's very grounded and it really likes to involve all its senses... Um, I feel like people with Moon or Venus and Taurus are just very big on physical touch and gifts for their love language. The next one I have here is Gemini. And again, this applies if you have Gemini Moon, Gemini Venus, or um, either of those planets in your fourth house. And for Gemini, um, again, I would say quality time might be a good one for Geminis, but I also feel like quality time, like Geminis could maybe take it or leave it. Um, but I do know that people with Venus and Gemini tend to like a little adventure buddy. Um, and I also think words of affirmation would be a really good one for them because they're ruled by Mercury, which is all about communication. And so I feel like having that, that wordy sort of communication with a Gemini would probably feel really good to them as well. Next we have Cancer. Oh, wait. Also, I misspoke on that last one. I don't know why I said fourth house. So if you have moon or Venus in Gemini or your moon or Venus in the fourth, uh, in the third house, not the fourth house, I made a mistake. Um, the third house is what you want to look for with the Gemini one. So I apologize for that little slip up. Um, the next one here is Cancer. And um, this will apply if you have Moon, Venus, and Cancer, or your Moon or Venus in the fourth house, not the third house. Um, and for Cancer, I have words of affirmation because Cancer is like a water sign. And I don't feel like and I have cancer in my chart, so that I'm kind of speaking from my own experience. Cancers don't always have, like, this level of, like, security. Like, they really want to feel secure, and they don't always have that. And so I feel like words of affirmation would really help someone with cancer in their chart because it just helps them to sort of be reminded that they are loved, they are cared for. And I know for me personally, like, I really appreciate words of affirmation. So, so Yeah. So I feel like that would be really helpful for like an insecure cancer. And I'm not saying that everyone with cancer in their chart or who is a cancer is insecure. This is just based off my own observations um, because cancer is a water sign. So it's very fluid. It's not very grounded and stable like its opposite sign, Capricorn. Um, quality time, I think, is also a big one for cancer because cancers tend to be clingy. And we really like to spend time with people that we love or like. And so I think quality time would be another really big one for this sign. Uh, the next one we have here is Leo. So if you're a Leo, moon, Leo, Venus, or have moon or Venus in the fifth house, this one's for you. And honestly, with Leo, Leos are very extra. Like they're very like go big or go home and very grandiose and they just love everything. And so with Leos, I like was almost tempted to just write down all the love languages because I feel like Leos would just literally love all of these. I'm sure there are ones that they gravitate more towards. But for Leos, I had words of affirmation, gifts, and quality time. I felt that those were the, the three main ones that Leos would really benefit from. I feel like Leos love getting gifts. They absolutely love being told how amazing they are because Leos are very sort of tied in with the ego. So they love words that sort of tell them how amazing they are. And then Quality time, I think, is also a big one for Leos because it's interesting. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, little similarities between Cancer and Leo, even though a lot of people wouldn't think it. 
But Leo's, um, Leo's, I think, definitely really appreciate spending time with people that they love. But on the other hand, if they decide they don't like you because they're a fixed sign, like they'll be like gone. Like they'll ghost you. They will want like almost nothing to do with you because they're they're fixed. So if they love you, they really love you. And if they don't, they're like, peace out. Next, we have Virgo. So this applies if you have Virgo moon, Virgo Venus, or moon or Venus in the sixth house. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I... I'm sure that it's a sixth house. I just thought that like a question because my brain is just going a million miles a minute at the moment. So yeah. So Virgo, definitely words of affirmation because again, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So words go a long way with this sign. Um, acts of service, again, is another one. Virgos, again, we're all about being helpful and doing things for other people. The sixth house is also about, like, literally about acts of service. So, those two things are going to be really big for people with Moon or Venus and Virgo. Next, we have Libra. And I feel like the biggest one for Libra is probably quality time. Libras tend to feel sort of, like, incomplete if they're not with their partner. Like, they feel imbalanced. So, I figured quality time would probably be the biggest one for them. I also think words of affirmation might be another one for them as well as um, receiving gifts, which I didn't write those down, but thinking about it now, I feel like those would be um, probably some popular love languages for Libra. Next, we have Scorpio. And again, Scorpio was another one that I was very tripped up on. So, I I don't know. I kind of wasn't sure about this. So, I just took my, my best guess here. And if you're a Scorpio, you'll have to like let me know what you think of this. But um, for Scorpio, I have acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. Um, just because, only because, like, Scorpio is the opposite sign of Taurus. And actually, I don't know why, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I take back gifts. Because Scorpios are interesting. Because Scorpios really are all about, like, how do I put it? Like, Scorpios want you to sort of prove your love to them, not just tell them you love them because Scorpios are very skeptical. And while Taurus is a very physical sign, Scorpio can be very non-physical. So I feel like for Scorpio, they would probably really like physical touch or acts of service just because those are very like physical things that show that you love them. And probably words of affirmation would be another one too. I don't think gifts would actually be a good one for Scorpio only because I think for a Scorpio, gifts could sometimes be perceived as kind of shallow and like meaningless. And I'm not saying that all Scorpios feel that way, but based on my experience with Scorpios, it's not so much about like gifts and like fluffing them up. Like they really want, they want to know that you're loyal, that you're really down for them. Like you say, say they are, they'll, they'll test you a lot. Um, so basically they just want something that will really sort of prove to them that like you're legit. And that's why I had a hard time picking any of these because I feel like any of these, a Scorpio could easily brush off as being like fluffy nonsense. So yeah, if you're a Scorpio or have Scorpio moon or Scorpio Venus, you'll have to like let me know on Instagram or email uh, if these were relevant to you, to you. And if they weren't, I'm actually really curious like what your love language is because um, I'm actually having a hard time wrapping my head around it. So that's Scorpio. The next one we have is Sagittarius. So if you have moon... Venus and Sagittarius or Moon or Venus in your ninth house, this will probably apply to you. And I think the biggest one that came up for me was quality time because similar to Gemini, Sagittarius is really big on adventure, really likes to go out and have fun, really likes to 
have a friend they can sort of go out and adventure with. They really like people who are just as adventurous as them, but they also really like independence. So that was kind of a tricky one. Um, and then also I have words of affirmation for Sagittarius because it's weird with Sagittarius because they're a fire sign and most of the fire signs tend to be very much about the ego, but also Sagittarius deep down can be a really painfully insecure sign at some point, uh, at some points. And I'm not saying again that all Sagittarius are insecure, but it is a common trait with them. And the interesting about thing about that is it usually pushes them to sort of like be like the best, which is why like they always like look so good. But I feel like words of affirmation would probably really be beneficial to a Sagittarius just because, you know, it's nice to be reminded that people love you and are thinking of you and that they're being supportive. So that's Sagittarius. The next one we have is Capricorn. And for Capricorn, I definitely thought of acts of service because, again, Capricorn is an earth sign. It's very grounded. It's very practical and tangible. And so I feel like with Capricorn, they really appreciate people who can you know, go out of their way to help them get things done. Like, because Capricorns are so busy, they're always working. And I feel like someone who can sort of run errands and do tasks for them is like kind of like their ideal partner in a way. So that's Capricorn. The next one I have here is Aquarius. And Aquarius, again, is another sort of tricky one here. Um, I figured Aquarius would really appreciate quality time, but also it's weird because Aquarius is also really like their space. And especially if you have Venus in Aquarius, there's kind of this weird push-pull going on where you really sort of, how do I put it? It's like you want to spend time with your partner, but you also really like and relish even, like just having your time alone and away from your partner. And if you, especially if you have Venus in Aquarius, like you kind of want someone that you can be in a relationship with, but still kind of like have that like friendship bond but like a literal like friendship where it's like you kind of come and go as you please type of a thing um and again I'm not saying all Aquariuses are like that but that's just what I've noticed personally in my own studies and Aquarius is just like I don't know I think quality time would probably be a big one for them even though they do really like their space as well and I think words of affirmation is probably another big one for Aquarius people So that's Aquarius. Next we have, and this is actually the last one, uh, is Pisces. And for Pisces, again, I feel like Pisces would benefit from acts of service as well um, because Pisces, again, they're like one of the most sensitive signs. And Pisces was another one that I actually feel like would benefit from like all of these because Pisces is mutable and they just, I don't know, especially people with Venus in Pisces, like they tend to just love love. And so I think any of these things you could do for a for a Pisces or a Venus in Pisces or a moon in Pisces and they would just sort of like totally eat it up because all the Venus and Pisces people I know are just like super into like romance and you know all these cutesy things however they can sort of get it but what I wrote down here was acts of service and words of affirmation because again they're just such a sensitive sign but I feel like they appreciate when people do things for them and I think they also really appreciate just being told how awesome they are And honestly, Venus and Pisces is one of my favorite placements because these people are just like, they're like little Martha Stewart's. Like they're so crafty and they do all these cutesy things. And um, I actually really love this placement a lot. But anyways, there you have it. Those are the love languages for all the signs. Once again, let me know 
what you guys thought, if it was relevant or not. And if you have a moment this week, I would really, really appreciate it if you would leave a review for me on iTunes. It helps more people find the show and I just really appreciate it and I love reading them and sharing them. So if you have like two seconds, like I would really appreciate it if you guys went and did that. Other than that, I hope you all have an amazing week and don't forget you are so much more than your sun sign and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.